0: EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by are we it's not good today folks not good today at all we are about five hours late recording this because once again the internet decided to crap out or apparently it was taken down for an hour to perform upgrades by the provider and five and a half hours later it came back up so that's nice in the interim i got suspended off twitter again So for those keeping count, that is three suspensions, permanent suspensions, by the way, Uh, apparently making jokes about removing cyclists from the road in a certain manner. And it was a joke. I said it to somebody I'm friends with. And apparently that's not acceptable. So I have been banned from Twitter again. I am currently trying to find some way to get in touch with somebody to see if they can actually review it. I have sent 15 different appeals and immediately gotten an automated response back saying that it's been reviewed, even though it clearly hasn't been. So we're currently working on that. Uh, Mikey, the cyclist, is the fella. Uh, you might know him as the weird Dutch guy who goes around harassing drivers and reporting them to the police and sending off footage and Generally being an enormous snitch. This, I I, I think this is the guy because he was tagged in one of the posts. So I think it was him. What a little weasel. He, he has nothing better to do with his life other than snitch on people. It's literally what he does. He's a professional grass. He has a YouTube channel entirely dedicated to snitching on people for driving with their phone in their hand and different things. Jesus Christ. Do something else with your life. Leave me alone. I was making a n- nice little bit of money off Twitter as well for the first time. Ugh. I don't even know what to, what to say on this now. I had a lovely pod lined up. We were going to talk about, you know, the first seven or eight years of the European Cup talk about this year's European Cup and now I, I, I don't really want to but I suppose we might as well, it might take my mind off, my anger at cyclists in general um to those of you who, who do cycle there was no there was no offence meant it was merely a joke but this guy this guy there is offence meant towards yeah um Right, this year's European Cup. So the group stage draw was made over a week ago and I haven't had a chance to talk about it on here. So we'll start with them. And by the way, if the heat, the heat has just gotten too much for me as well. So all round, I'm just not having a very good day. Uh, group A, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen and Galatasaray. So look, logic tells us, Bayern Munich and Manchester United should come through from this group and Galatasaray should be the Europa League team. That's that is what should happen. But you never know. United are not a particularly good team and they could very easily lose in Copenhagen, they could very easily lose in Istanbul. Galatasaray have had a hell of a seat, a hell of a summer. And uh, they they've really gone out and splash some cash around and push the boat out. Um, Cedric Bakumbu, Wilfred Zaha, Mauro Acardi, Kareem Demerbe, Tete, Davinson Sanchez, Inon loan, Angelino, Hakim Ziyech, and Tangley Endembele. So that is a pretty strong team. And they haven't lost much of anything. They sold M- Mustafa Mohammed. They sold... Olympia Murtan the young Romanian winger, and they sold Frederick Mitso. Uh, other than that, ha- Milot Rashica went back off his loan. They haven't really lost anything of importance. One of the big ones was they kept hold of Victor Nelson, the young cent. Well, he's twenty five now, but their their main centre back. They kept hold of Sasha Bui who's a very, very good right-back, can also play left-back. So I think they've had a great summer. I think they've hugely improved their squad, hugely improved their team. They've still got Dries Mertens there. They've still got Lucas Torreira there. So overall, I wouldn't be hugely surprised if they were the team who emerged from this group. I think everybody expects that Bayern will come through fairly unscathed. Uh, As for Copenhagen... Let's have a look at their squad. I know they just sold Camille Grabara. Now, I'm not sure when... So he's meant to move next summer. Camille Grabara, the starting goalkeeper formerly of Liverpool, he's going to move next summer to join Wolfsburg. So they'll have him for a year. Now, Wolfsburg can take him in January if they want to as part of the deal, but Copenhagen will need to have him for the group stage. Um Diego Concalva is a decent player. Theo Sanders a solid backup keeper. There's a Georgian player, centre back, who's quite highly regarded, but I don't know much about Victor Klassen is there. People will will know him. He's he's played for the Swedish national team over 60 times. Um but you'd expect that they will... Oh, and Andreas Cornelius, the big striker. I think he played for Cardiff for a while. He did Cardiff for a year. Well, not even, six months. And um, he's always done fairly well with Copenhagen. Hasn't done well outside of Denmark, really, uh, but has always done well with them. You'd expect that they'll finish bottom, Bayern will finish top, and then it's between Galatasaray and United for, for second place. Uh, Group B, Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV Eindhoven, and Lenz. Now, this is a fairly favourable group for Arsenal. They would be expected to top the group. I think it would be a bit of a surprise if they didn't. Now, Sevilla obviously won the Europa League last year, which is the competition that they enjoy winning. They've spent a bit of money. They brought in Gibraltar. They made the Loic Bade deal permanent. Bubakari Samari came in on loan. Mariano Diaz was signed as a free. They've brought in Sergio Ramos on a free. Their only notable sale was Yassin Bono, the starting goalkeeper. That's the big kind of hole in this squad now. They do have Marko Dimitrovic, who they signed last summer, who's a solid, reliable goalkeeper. They kept hold of Yusuf Naziri. They've still got Lamella and Akun and Rakitic and Rafamir and Suso, so they'll be they'll be a bit of a force. And Lloyd Bade and Tangai Nianzu as a centre back pairing should get more time together this year. And Nianzu is one of the better young centre backs around, so just keep an eye on. And to be fair, so is Bade. What age is he can't be much more than he's twenty three. Nianzu I think is twenty one. Yeah, so keep an eye on that pairing. I have a feeling they might have a pretty good season, even if it's just domestically and it doesn't translate brilliantly into Europe. There's a, a lot of talent between those two. Uh, PSV, the big thing for them was keeping hold of Johan Bakayoko this summer. They are managed by Peter Bols now. We'll see how he does. They signed Ricardo Pepi, the USA international. They signed Malik Thielman on loan and completed the American trilogy with Serginho Dest. They brought in Noah Lang and uh, Chucky Lozano, who's returning to the club after a spell at Napoli. They got Armel Bellacotchip as a late loan. So they spent a bit of money. They've added to the squad. They did have the big sale of of Sanger. They also sold Eric Gutierrez, who's a decent player. And unfortunately for them, Javi Simmons that they had PSG picked up their option to buy him back. And unfortunately, he took the option as well. So you'd expect that... They'll be they'll be a tough out, but I, I don't think they've got much of it. Well, to be fair, I think it's actually fairly even between them, Sevilla and Lenz. Lenz play good football, but they have been a little bit picked apart the last while. Like last summer, Cech de Cure left. This summer, they lost their star striker, Openda, who went to Leipzig. John Onana, who was signed to replace Dukure, he left. And Seiko Fafana, who was probably their best player, he's gone as well off to play for Al-Nazir. Uh, they brought in El-Yawahi. That's a really, well, I don't say it's a really good signing because he's a questionable character, but he's a superbly talented player. The one to keep an eye on here, though, was Andy Diuff. Came through the Rennes Academy, went to Basel, Super impressive season for them last year. His first full season, really, as a pro. Um, they picked up their option to buy him and then immediately sold him on to, to Lenz. And I think he's primed to have a breakout year this year. Six two, box-to-box midfielder, only 20 years of age. Just keep an eye on him this year. I think he could be a pretty big star. Um, So you'd expect Arsenal to come through top. And after that, I think it's fairly even, to be fair, between the other three. But Arsenal should be a step above. Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga and Union Berlin in Group C. So Napoli obviously lose Kim Min-J. They lose the manager, which is the most important thing, Luciano Spalletti. He steps down. I really don't like Rudy Garcia. And I think that's a really big step down for them. Um in terms of incomings they didn't do massive amounts they bring in Jesper Lindstrom and young defender Nathan Nathan from Brazil who I haven't seen um I assume the idea is that he's to be the Kim replacement much of their summer budget went on Raspadori and Simeone, who they had last season on loan with obli- obligations or options to buy I do like the addition of Jens Kahust in midfield, a uh, young Swedish player, was at Mittaljan for a while, um, coming to Napoli from Reims. Do like him. Overall, I think they've taken a step backwards because they've lost their manager and they've lost the, the, the keystone of their defence. But th- they'll be hoping that Raspadori and Ossiman and Kweecha all take big steps forward this season as they continue to develop and that overall they come out a better team. But it certainly remains to be seen if that will be the case. Real Madrid, we know what their big business was. It was signing Jude Bellingham. However, they did lose Karim Benzema, which is a massive loss because he has been so fundamentally important to everything they've done over the last, how long was he there? 14 years or something. It's a big, big loss. Um they also signed young Arda Guler from Fenerbahce but is he 17 so remains to seen if he plays much of a role. They signed young Fran Garcia uh who's a young left back 24 I thought, he was young, I thought he was 22 but I assume he's just for depth and they brought in Kepa on loan because Courtois tore his ACL and is set to miss most of the season. I think Real will be quite weak this year overall. They're going to be great in midfield and they still have Vinicius but I don't see them as a real Champions League contender this year. Um, Braga, them getting in is an enormous achievement. There is some real talent in the squad. Ricardo Horta is a is an interesting player, one to keep an eye on. But the one I re- um, would be really excited about is Roger Fernandez, the young winger, only seventeen. Just keep an eye on him. He is he's electric. Union Berlin, this is the, I suppose, the fairy tale story, isn't it? Like they they've come from nowhere five years ago. They got themselves into the Bundesliga, and now they're competing in the Champions League for the first time ever. Um, they signed uh, Diogo Lette from Porto. They had him on loan last season. Took up the option to make it permanent. Very, very talented, giant of a defender. Ha- didn't quite work out from a Porto having come through the Academy with a lot of hype, but definitely a very talented defender. They signed Robin Golson's, they signed Lucas Tassart, I'm not hugely keen on that one. Love the loan signings of Brendan Aronson and David Datro Fafana. They got Kevin Volland in at a very reasonable price. And they signed Leonardo Bonucci on a free from Juventus, so you're going to bring, be bringing that, that experience, that mentality, that mindset into the club. I think that can only be a positive thing. Uh, no major departures, I don't think, this summer for them. Um, you would expect Napoli and Real to to come out of the group and then Braga and Union Berlin to fight out for third. I, I would struggle to see anything other than that being the outcome. Uh, group D then, Benfica, into Milan, Red Bull, Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. So, um, I don't like what Inter did this summer, I have to say. They obviously had tried to get Lukaku back. It didn't work out for them. They made the Aslani deal permanent. It was an obligation to buy. They made the Azurbi deal permanent. They signed Jan Sommer. I wouldn't be hugely keen on Jan Sommer as my first-choice goalkeeper. At this site, at this stage, they brought back Alexis Sanchez. They brought in Davy Classen, brought in Juan Cuadrado. It's a lot of old players who are well past their best. Um, they spent big money on Benji Pavard to replace Skriniar, which is a sizable downgrade. They signed Arnautovic. Oh, I think that's only a loan. It is a loan. Um, the one bit of business, they, the two, sorry, there's two bits of business they did that I really like, and one that I think is clever. They signed Marcus Turam on a free. That's clever. The two I like, uh, jan Arl Bessek, the young German defender that they brought in from AGF in Denmark, he looks very promising. And I really like the addition of Fratesi from Sassuolo. Loan with an obligation to buy, I, I think he's, Going to be a top top player, so keep an eye on him. Um, in terms of outgoings, they they did lose Onana, they lost they well, they still wanted to sell Golson, so that's fine. They lost Schurrle, they lost Jekyll and I think, is retiring. So a lot of important players going out. They signed a lot of, I would say, mediocre or players over the hill. Don't really like that summer at all. Uh, Benfica. They signed Ergen Koku. I think that's an excellent get. Uh, David Jurasek, Very good signing. Defender out of the Czech Republic. Was with Slavia Prague. 23 years of age. Primarily a left back. But in that back three. I think he could play the left-sided role as well. Love the signing of Anatoly Trubin. I think he's one of the best young defenders in the world. Sorry, one of the best young goalkeepers in the world. Um, Angel did Maria, I had actually completely forgotten that they signed him. Brought him back on a free. Brought in Gungalo Guedes and Juan Bernat on loans. So overall, a strong window of incomings. They did sell Julian Weigel. They sold Gilberto. They sold Odessius to Nottingham Forest. And the big one is Goncalo Ramos going to Paris Saint-Germain, loan with an obligation to buy. They've gotten a really good fee, to be fair. So it was inevitable he would leave. I think they got overvalued because he'd only really had the one impressive season. Um, I think it's, yeah, nearly 80 million euro is the uh, the obligation. So I think that includes add on. So it's a pretty good deal. <coughs> pretty good deal all around. <coughs> Uh, Red Bull Salzburg, what did you do this summer? Um, Nicholas Sievel, Benjamin Sesko, both of them went to Leipzig, Junior Adamo. I was surprised he left as soon as he did. I really like him. It's a good get for Freiburg. Uh, Noah Okafor, another really good young forward. So they're losing three really good young forward players. They signed Alexa Terzic. Mad Bitstrup from Brentford. Uh, Petar Ratkov, probably a name we should all get to know because given the Salzburg track record of uh, spotting young strikers, this six foot four Serbian is probably going to score 40 goals this season. I think the big thing for them this summer was who they kept hold of. They kept hold of Luka Sukic, they kept hold of Maris Kiergard they kept hold of lucas Gornadot and they kept hold of strahinja pavlovic those four are the four i think go for big money next summer and they kept uh, kareem kanate as well who's another really talented young young player midfielder slash attacking midfielder slash forward from the ivory coast he's one to keep an eye on as well had a pretty impressive season last year in Limited op- opportunities because when he came in the back half of the year, having spent the first half, tearing it up for life ring. Um, yeah, Karim Kanate, one to keep an eye on. Maybe not for this season, but definitely next. Sukic, Kiergaard, Gordadot and Pavlovic. They're the four to read. Oh, Omar Soleil. Omar Soleil is another one. Young French defender, 6'4", ball player, was with Lyon don't really understand why Leon let him go, but Salzburg are always happy to grab such a talented young player and develop them further, and I think he'll end up going for pretty big money as well. Um, Real Sociedad, then, are the last team in this group. So they signed Arzen Zakarian. This is, I think, one of the best moves anyone made all summer. Now, if you remember, in the last summer where... Sorry, last summer, when Bowley first went into Chelsea and was launching money around left, right and centre, this kid was one that they tried to sign, and it was very close to being done. I think the terms and conditions and everything were done, but the move was blocked because the British government wouldn't sanction a bank transfer to a Russian bank. So... um he spent another year in Russia, and now he's gotten his move to Sociedad. I expect he will develop really well there. And it wouldn't surprise me if 12 months from now he's moving for 40, 50 million. Super talented. The most talented young Russian player around right now. They brought in Audrey Zola from Real Madrid. He'd obviously come through their academy. Was there from when he joined as a an 11-year-old until he went to Real Madrid Five years ago for a significant amount of money, 35 million euro. They bring him back now. He's still in 27 and they're getting him back at 3 million. I think that's a really good signing. And I love the Kieran Tierney loan. I think that's a great move for him. I think it's a great move for the club. They also bring in Andre Silva, which another really good move, getting him in on loan from Leipzig. I think he'll score a lot of goals in the, in La Liga. They lose, um, Eremendi. David Moyes' favourite player. They lose David Silva, who retired, which is a shame. Um, Everybody else, I think, Porto, Sanyone, they were happy enough to let them go. Iremendi going on a free to play for FC Dallas. It's a good move. It's a good move. I think he'll do well in MLS. David Silva retiring will always make me sad because David Silva is one of the most enjoyable players I've ever had the privilege of watching. From that group, I think Real Sociedad will come out with one of Benfica and Inter. I think Salzburg, unfortunately, will finish bottom. But look, any season there in the Champions League, it, they're making money for the the club. They're putting it back into recruitment. They're developing more stars. And, and regardless of what people say of the Red Bull model in football, it's been incredibly good for the development of football in Africa. It's been an incredibly important pathway for young players coming out of Africa. So uh, I'm not going to criticise it. In Group E, we have Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio and Celtic. So fairly tough group for Celtic, the reigning Dutch champions, Feyenoord. They had a little bit of an unfortunate window, lost a couple of really important players, but, but did manage to keep did manage to keep hold of, I would say, Mats Viefer, probably the most important midfield player. Even though uh, Koku, Koku was the kind of the creative one, the leader, Viefer protecting that defence was so important. Uh, Gertrude, I think, is probably the best defender. They kept hold of him. They also kept hold of, I can't think of his name now, David Hankel, David Hankel, the other kind of linchpin in their defense. Uh, Transfer wise, what did they do? The Bron and Calvin Stengs. That could be decent. That could be decent. He's a talented player. Uh, Yankuba Minta in on loan from Newcastle. I'm looking forward to watching him. Uh, nothing else really stands out to me. Nothing else really stands out to me there. Um, I think they'll end up finishing third, to be honest. At Levy, I would have to win this group because they've got Simeone. They didn't have a tremendous summer, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't be hugely keen on the business that they did. They were operating with no money, once again. Uh, Javi Galan is an interesting one. Ask and a and Say, don't you want to free? me? Yeah. Uh, Santiago Marino, young Uruguayan centre back. They've had some some joy with Uruguayan centre back, so hopefully for them, he's the next one. Um, Omarodian, Samu Omarodian, young forward player they've signed. You think he's going out on loan to Alaves for the year? That's pretty much it. It's very very small budget, and they, you know they sold. They sold Cunha for 50 million. You would have thought some of that could have gone back in. They sold Renan Lodi. They sold Yannick Carrasco. They sold Kondolbia. You would have thought there would been more money to go back into the pot for Atleti, but apparently not. They obviously also loaned Joe Felix to Barcelona, and we'll see how he does there. Uh, Lazio, they lose Milinkovic-Savage. That's... That's going to be a hammer ball, whoever you are, to lose your best player like that. He's the... As Zerbi, but he was out on loan last season. That milinkovic Savage is the only really big departure. They will be upset about losing Luca Romero, young Argentine forward. I think they'll be upset about that. Uh, they bring in Gustav Isakson, Daichi Kamada is a, is a good signing. Uh, Valentin Castellinos. They bring him in from New York City FC. They also signed Diego Gonzalez, a young Paraguayan. They bring in Nicola Ravella from from, from Nicola Ravella and uh, Luca Pellegrini. They've signed them on loan with an obligation to buy. I think it's a two year loan with an obligation to buy. Ravella is one to keep an eye on. He's really really talented. And they signed um, Matteo Gondosi on loan with an obligation to buy as well. So they have actually strengthened in probably overall, but losing Malinka Savage is always going to hurt. It is always going to hurt. They'll still be heavily reliant on Chiro Mobile. They've not had a good start to the season, uh, lost their first two games, but they did beat Napoli last time out, which is good. And one of the big bits of news for them was they got a contract extension done with Luis Alberto, who had offers to go elsewhere, turned them down because he wanted to stay, so that's a positive. Um it's not a bad squad. It does lack in certain areas. But I think there's enough talent there that if if Sarri gets it right, they could they could be a tough out in this competition over two legs. I think they'll get through the group. I think they'll finish second. Uh, last but not least, then a Celtic. Obviously lost Ange, replaced him with Brendan Rogers, like going from a Ferrari to a Dehatsu. Um, loads of ins and outs. <laughs> Absolutely loads of ins and outs. Aaron Moy retired. Jota was sold. Connor Hazard was sold. Karl Starfelt was sold. Alban Ijecki was sold. She had never been bought in the first place. Um, coming in, Iwata... Olden Thiago home. Keep an eye on him, young Swedish midfielder uh, who idolizes Thiago Alcantara. Uh, Marco Tillio, uh, Yang Quan, Nairaki, Belk, who I, I, I'm already out on. Uh, Luis Palma. I like the look of Nat Phillips on loan. I'm not going to be keen on that one. And Paulo Bernardo is a is a good midfielder, good young midfielder brought in from Benfica as well. Um, actually very similar looking to Joe Felix when you just catch a glance at him but he's one I'm looking forward to seeing more of this season Brendan, Brendan doesn't do well in Europe so I don't expect Celtic to do well in Europe that's kind of where I am anything, anything will be a bonus and a surprise for me so I'm quite happy about that um, we'll move to Group F Paris Saint-Germain Borussia Dortmund, Milan and Newcastle <clears throat> now I immediately saw a lot of people try to clown on Newcastle and say, oh, they're never getting out of that group. I think they could win the group. I really do. I don't think this is nearly as hard a group as, as people are making it out to be. At Milan are good, but there's holes in the team. There's inconsistencies in the team. I don't think they're better than Newcastle. Mike Manion's a brilliant goalkeeper. Teo Hernandez is a brilliant left-back. Takayo Tamori is a good centre back, and Malik Tiaw is a very promising centre back. After that, uh, Kalulu is good as well. If he's the right back, then that's a strong defence. But, I mean, it's not a, a, an unbeatable defence. It's a defence that will have errors in it. Uh, in midfield, I mean, Benister's excellent, but he's always injured. Ruben Loftus' cheek. Are you really putting all your stock in Ruben Loftus' cheek? Reinders looks the player, but, you know, he's got to adapt to a new league as well, a new club. Eunice Moussa, I very much like, but he's still very raw and has proven very little. In attack, they're heavily reliant on Ali Giroud. They do have Raphael Liao, and obviously he's a spectacular player. But, I mean, Christian Pulisic is talented, but what has he really done since leaving Dortmund? He's been inconsistent, he's been injury-prone. Uh, Luka Jovic didn't really like that signing. No, Okafor, I like that signing, to be fair. I like the signing of Chuck Waysi, but as with Okafor, I mean, there's a reason it's taken to now for them to, to leave where they were when both of them were being hyped a couple of years ago. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks over this team, and I don't think they're better than Newcastle. I really don't. Like, I love what the Toon did. I went over it the other day. I love the Toon's transfer window. I think they've had an excellent window. I think they've got a good basis to build off. They've got a really strong defence. I know they shipped three at Brighton, but that's obviously without Sven Botman. I think they can already improve just by upgrading, by promoting some of the young players in the squad as well. I'm not sold on Dortmund. I'm really not. Uh, They sold Jude. They lost Guerrero. And the Hood. They sold torgon Hazard, which is no loss. Um, I don't think they did enough coming in, though. Ben Sabani a good left back. It's a good addition. Felix Nemecha, I like him. Is he like-for-like replacement for Jude? Not really, but he can do an approximation. Sir, it's a weird fit there. I'm really not sure. And Nicholas Fulkrog, I like. But he's not... I don't think he's a Dortmund caliber player. I think he was fine for a Werder Bremen mid-table type of team. But I really don't see... I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does really well. But I really don't see it. I don't see it with him at that club. I think he's the guy, if you're a mid-table club, he'll get get you the goals you need to stay in the division and not have to deal with relegation struggles. But I mean, he's been very up and down through his career. If we take from when he made his Bundesliga debut, which was the 11 12 season, 1 and 11, 2 and 13. Then he goes on loan to Grutterfurt, 6 and 24 in the second division, moves to Nuremberg, 3 and 25. Then he has 15 in 34. Moves to Hanover in the second division. Five and twenty-nine. They get promoted. He scores sixteen in thirty-six. Then he scores three and fifteen. Moves back to Bremen. Eleven and fourteen. Six and twenty-one. They get relegated. He gets nine and thirty-four. They come back up. He gets sixteen and thirty. It's very, very up and down through his career. Four seasons over. Ten goals. He's gone over fifteen in all of them, but only two of them are in the top flight. He'll get chances at Dortmund. Like they'll create a bunch for him, and and I think those younger, speedy strikers like Adeyemi and stuff will, will feed off him quite well. But I wouldn't be a huge, a huge fan of that move for Dortmund. Um, I don't think they've done nearly enough. Uh, there, there's already a lot of complaints about the coach and the lack of a. Distinguishable style of play and the fact that it's all a little bit, it's all a little bit, what's the right word? Vibes. <laughs> all vibes and no no substance. Um, I think PSG had a great window. Now, there's one signing I don't like, but I love the rest of what they did. Now they brought they, the the Akatiki deal. They had to do that. That's fine. He'll leave probably in January. You get Milan Skriniar on a free. That's a great signing. Asensio is kind of meh to me, but he look he'll be a good squad addition at the very least. Manuel Ugarte is a great addition. I don't like the signing of Lee Kang In because I don't like Lee Kang In. I think his ego and his view of himself far outweighs what he is as a player. I love the signing of Lucas Hernandez. They brought Javi Simmons back and loaned him out. They signed Goncalo Ramos on the loan with the obligation that I mentioned earlier. Arnaud Tennis came in as a backup goalkeeper from Barcelona. Very, very highly regarded. Be interested to see if he gets some opportunities in the Cups there. Because I think he's one they can develop. They signed Usman Dembele, which I think it's a really good deal. Bradley Barcola, really good deal. And then they got Randall Colomuani in. Eventually. It took until deadline day, but they eventually got it done. Now, a lot of people have said, well, what was the point of signing Ramos and Colomuani? Well, Ramos's best role is actually off the striker. His best work was with Darwin Nunes. And Colomuani can play wide if need be. But I think if you're playing those two as one-up, one-off, because they've got to look post-Mbappe at this point. That's how they have to be planning. But for this season, if they have Usman on the right and Mbappe on the left, and one of those two as the nine, they're going to be in great shape. And then the other can deputise across the line. Ugart will make an enormous difference in the midfield. Uh, going out the door, El-Chadil Bishuba, I'm surprised that Bishuba Bishwabi? Bishwabu? I, yeah, him. He went to Leipzig. He's very, very highly regarded. Xavi Simmons went there on loan as well. They sold a Cardi. They sold Diallo. I was disappointed to see him go to Qatar because I think there's a bunch of European clubs that could have done with him. They sold Leandro Paredes. They loaned Renato Sanchez. Uh, they let Colin Dagbo go on loan. Timothy Pembele who when he came through was very highly regarded, but just hasn't quite found his groove at senior level. He's gone to Sunderland for a million quid. They somehow finessed 10 million for Ginny Wijnaldum, who they were trying to give away. Um, I'm happy for Ginny that he gets his move, but it's a shame you'll have to go and play with Henderson again. Um, And somehow they got 90 million for Neymar. 90 million euros, 77 million pounds. Uh, to get that kind of money for a guy you were desperate to get rid of, that's fairly impressive. Fairly impressive. It shows the Saudis, they don't really do the negotiating so much. They just sort of pay the sticker price. And so be it. So be it. But I think PSG have had a great window. I really do. I think, I think PSG will win the group and Toon will finish second, Milan third, and I think Dortmund will finish fourth. I don't like the Dortmund team. I don't. I think this holds everywhere. I don't think the manager's any good. I really don't think he's any good at all. Anyway, on to Group G. Manchester City, Leipzig, Red Star, Belgrade, and Young Boys of Bern. So, I really like what City did this window. I've already been over that, and I think City will win this group fairly comfortably. Leipzig should finish second, and they had a pretty good window as well. Now, they sold Kunku, Zabazlai and Kvardiol. So three big departures, plus Alex Soleil left as well. But they bring in Nicholas Seewald. They bring in Christoph Baumgartner. Two really good signings in midfield. They bring in Benjamin Sesko. That's a deal they had done from last year. They bring in Luis Dependa. That's a deal that I think will prove to be a a very, very good one. Uh, They bring in Lakeba and they bring in uh, Bitshiabu. I think I've gotten it right this time. They they loan in Fabio Carvalho and Javi uh, Simmons as well. I think overall they've they've done really well this window and they've come out of it with a huge profit as well, which is again part of the model. And now next summer they'll go and they'll reinvest some more. Uh, but that's a good team. Like Mohamed Simikin's worth and I, Danny Almo, <clears throat> I think will take a big step forward this year. He'll be the main creative force now in that team. Um, Timo Werner will score his goals and and miss his chances. Uh, And Schlager will do a lot of dirty work. I expect Benjamin Sesko to score a lot of goals. I I think he's going to score a lot of goals in this team. Uh, I think he's already, yeah, he's got two and two in the league. I'd expect that he carries on banging goals in this season. And I think next summer he's probably one who might be on the move again because big skilled number nines are pretty hard to come come by. Wouldn't be surprised if he has a really good season if Chelsea come in for him. They might also be keeping an eye on a penda, who was spectacular last year for, for Lenz. Um he's had a bit of an odd career to date, but can be no doubting what he's done over the last three over the last two years more so. Uh, with Vietas and with um, with Lenz last season. So keep an eye on those two up front for Leipzig. Um, Red Star, I mean, they're not going to have done much that's going to spark anything for me because I don't know a whole lot of their players. Uh, They did sell Strahinja Erikovic to Zenit St. Petersburg, a young centre-back. He's one to keep an eye on. I think he's pretty tailor-made to play in the Premier League. So do keep an eye on him. Um Peter Oli uh was at Slavia Prague, he looks a decent player. And aside from that, I, I don't know enough about any of the rest. So um oh a Pasic is there. He's decent. He's decent, Alex Figo, Alexander Dragovic. Um, I used to think he was really good, but he just fell off so many cliffs. Um, he was really, really good when he was at Dinamo Kiev. Went to Leverkusen, just it didn't work. He was awful on loan at Leicester. Didn't know that's where he was playing, but fair play. I hope he's still enjoying his football. A uh, year's passage, like I said, he's been around a long, long time. He's not at Life or not at Red Star all that long. Um, yeah, Red Star. I don't I don't think they'll make a whole lot of noise this year. And the same will be true of, of young boys. Again, it's it's not a squad that's uh, overly familiar. Uh Check is there. Christian Fasnak, the midfielder, he's decent. He's He's gone. He's gone to Norwich. Oh, uh, yeah, he's gone to Norwich. So, yeah, count him out. And uh, that is pretty much the extent of my knowledge of that squad. So, um, City should should breeze through the group. Leipzig should comfortably get second, and then it's between the other two for third and fourth. Uh, lastly, then Group H: Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar. And Royal Antwerp. I'm not sure where Shakhtar are going to play their home games. Uh, apparently they're going to play them in Hamburg. Um, what, a, what a bizarre last 10 years that club has had. Like, there was a time where they were one of the more exciting teams in Europe to watch. And they were moving into this phenomenal stadium the Donbass Arena. And everything was going their way. I think they got four years in the new stadium and they had to abandon ship because of um because of the war in in, in the the Donbass region. Like it, it was magnificent when it opened first. Absolutely magnificent. And it's been nine years since a game was played there. So, like, I know we've got this war there now, but, like, there's been war ongoing in the Donbass and this now for, like, the best part of a decade. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Stadium was damaged in August 2014, by what was reported to be an artillery shelling. The stadium was damaged again in October 2014. Crazy. Mad. Yeah. And the stadium apparently has been damaged even further through this Russian illegal invasion of the uh, Ukraine. Um, don't know much about who they've got left don't really care either to be co- totally honest because the league is so poor I'm not going to watch any Ukra- I used to watch a fair bit of Ukrainian football because they used to be really good and Dina were really good and Dnipro were really good and there was always like Metalist were, were good for time and there was a lot of exciting Brazilian players going over to that league direct from South America was one of the real good pathways. It was a great way to spot a player. Telling how I, I knew about Mkhitaryan so early and Willian so early because I'd been watching Shakhtar because they were great fun to watch and they had that really good team with Dario Cernat right back. And then the league got weaker, got a bit diluted. Some of the teams went bust. Some of the teams pulled out. And then obviously when UEFA decided to just allow players to leave these clubs and break their contracts just kind of sou- soured the whole thing for me. Um, Royal Antwerp. There's two players here that I think everybody should keep an eye on this this coming season. Um, the first is Suleim Kulabali, young French centre-back, in on loan from Dortmund. I think he's one to really keep an eye on. I think he's got huge potential. But the real star turn here is Arthur Vermeeren, the young Belgian midfielder. And there is a long-term Belgian midfield of him, Lavia and Onana that could be quite special. So do, do keep an eye on him. If you get the chance to see Royal Antwerp play this year, just keep an eye for him. Toby Alderweireld is there. He's the captain. Um, Owen Wendell is back there. On is what well, is not back there. He is there on loan. And that's a bit. Oh, Richie Dalat is there. Former Man United player Bjorn Engels. Former Aston Villa player Sam Vines. The uh, the American left back. He's there as well. He joined a couple of years ago from Colorado. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, Porto, they didn't have a big sale this summer, did they? I don't think they did. And normally they would. Normally, there'd, there'd be a, a big departure. That's a look. I do like a couple of the uh, the additions they made. The, oh, they they sold Otavio. That's the big the big sale. A Tavio. For way over value to Alan Azir. Diego Lete leaves. Matthias Uribe goes in a free. Uh, Rodrigo Conceicao leaves in a free. That's about the height of it. Coming in the door, even uh, Jaime, the young Spanish winger, joins from Femilicau. Nico Gonzalez. I think that's a great great signing to get him so cheap from Barcelona and they're going to pair him now with Alan Varela in midfield, the defensive midfielder from Bucket Juniors, I think that midfield is going to make them an absolute fortune. They paid a total of €16.4 million for the pair. I would nearly bet they make €75 minimum for the pair when they sell them on. Actually, I, I would be fairly confident to make that bet. Uh they brought back Francisco Conseil, who's the son of the manager, brought him in on loan, also brought in uh, Jorge Sanchez, the young winger uh, sorry, the young Mexican right back, he's in on loan as well. Um Gonzalez and Varela love the signings. I'm really looking forward to seeing Porto play this year. Finally then, Manchester City. We know what they did. We know what they're about. I'm oh, sorry, not Manchester City, Barcelona. I'm an idiot. Barcelona, that's where we're going next. Um, Yeah, a bit of a weird summer for them. bit of a weird summer. So, Busquets goes, Alba goes, Umtiti goes, Collado goes, Nico Gonzalez goes, Frank goals goes, Usman Dembele goes, and Abde goes. I'm a little bit surprised that they sold Abde. I assume there'll be a, a buyback clause. Uh yeah, buyback clusters, of course. Uh they loan in Joe Felix, they loan in Joe Canseo, they sign Ariel Romeo, they sign LK Gundigan, and they sign Inigo Martinez. So no real money spent because they don't have any. And for all the the bluster about you know how Barcelona were back, they had no money to spend this summer, they won a league title and had nothing to spend because of the absolute mess they've made of their finances in recent years. Uh, Notable loan departure, obviously, Ansu Fati, but also Eric Garcia. If you remember, it's not that long ago that Man City and Barcelona were involved in a tug-of-war over this fella, and two years after going back to Barca, he's out unknown to Girona. Clement Langley loaned uh, Julian O'Rejo. I don't really understand why they signed him. They signed him, waited ages to get him, and then loaned him out straight away. Bizarre. Pablo Torre gone on loan to Girona. That's a good loan. I'm excited to see him get, get some opportunities. I think he's superbly gifted. Superbly gifted. Uh, still only 20, an attacking midfielder. Um, uh, Barca should win the group, but it wouldn't surprise me if Porto did. I think Antwerp will finish third, and I think Shakhtar will finish bottom. So there you go. We've got Barn and United, Arsenal and... Do you know what? I'm going to pick PSV. Arsenal and PSV, Napoli and Real Real Sociedad and Benfica, Atletico and Lazio, PSG and Newcastle, City and Leipzig, Barca and Porto. They're the teams I have coming out of this year's group stage. Uh, I suppose we could just quickly do um, do the Europa League as well. We won't go into any depth with it, but we'll just have a look. I think we did this, didn't we? Oh, we, I think we did this. I think we did this. Um, yeah, so look, there you go. Right, do you know what? I was going to take a break. There'll be no nostalgia today. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I can't. I'm not in the right headspace to, to really do too much. Uh, I'm st- I'm genuinely really annoyed about, like, I don't really care if being kicked off Twitter because I'll just open a new account. I've already got a new account. If anyone wants to follow me on my new account it is what's the handle of it? At Hendrick D eighty two. At Hendrick D eighty two. Uh that is the account I'll be using for the foreseeable. Um yeah. What a mess. But hopefully hopefully I can get my other account back we're working on it we're working on it i've got I've got the best in the business looking after it so we'll 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 hope he can pull off a bit of magic if he can't, it doesn't really matter. um yeah we'll take a break when we come back news and gossip. See you in a sec right, welcome back so um we've got a bunch of news. So we'll start off with Neymar, who says that the Saudi Pro League could be better than the French League already. Uh, no. No, it just isn't. I mean, there are there are four good te- well, Not even good teams. There are four teams with stars. It remains to be seen if any of them are any good. It remains to be seen if the plumbers and school teachers that fill out the rest of it can, uh, can make up make up the gap. But, you know, it's year one. It's year one. And and this does seem to be a long-term project. So it absolutely could. Like, it could become one of the top two leagues in the world. They've got the money. It just depends on whether or not players are are willing to start making that move in their prime, like the top players. I I don't suspect they will be. Though if Salah goes next summer, maybe others follow. Um... International transfer agents near the £800 million mark in agent fees in 2023, according to FIFA. That is obscene. Absolutely obscene. Now, a lot of that is the Saudis, and we don't know if those figures have been correctly reported. We certainly don't know if Chelsea are correctly reporting the agent fees that they're paying. The agents are meant to report the fees that they take in, but some of them won't. But that is disgusting that agents are earning so much money off player trading. Um, We'll see. There's new rules coming in as of now. They're in for the future. We'll see if that changes much. Uh, Nicola Pepe. Has ended his four-year spell with Arsenal, having signed for 72 million pounds and scoring 27 goals in 112 games. He spent last season out on Lyon, out on loan with Nice, rather Leon. Um he has joined Trabzonspor on a free transfer. Now, there's been some reporting that it was three million that they got, but it's a free transfer. Arsenal had to give him away because no one wanted to pay him. Um Shocking. Absolutely shocking. One of the worst signings in Premier League history. Not the worst, though. Not the worst, but one of them. One of them. Um, Violeta Mittul, Moldovan women's international, age 26, has died in a tragic accident while on on a mountain hike with club mates. She just moved to Iceland in the spring. Oh, that's horrendous. Poor girl. 26 years of age is nothing. Um, Hansi Flick, could two friendly defeats this week cost him the Germany job? It very much could. Germany have not done well under Hansi. Uh, I think he's more suited to club management. He was unbelievably good with Byron. And look, if he gets fired and Newcastle get antsy, that's the man Newcastle should go for. Uh, speaking of Newcastle, uh, a Leeds fan has been jailed for assaulting Newcastle boss Eddie Howe. Uh, David Derbyshire confronted the Magpies boss after running on to the Ellen Road pitch during a match in May. He was sentenced to three months in jail after he admitted entering the playing area without excuse and assaulting Eddie Howe. He was also banned from all matches for at least six years. What a gobshite. How seriously, What a gobshite. You, you've seen the footage. He runs on. Howe doesn't see him. He taps him on the shoulder. Howe turns around. He says something to him and he shoves him. Just, a, just an absolute muppet. Uh, speaking of people who've been in court, Ashley Cole... The former Arsenal, Chelsea, Roma, LA Galaxy and Derby defender has been banned from driving for six months and handed a fine of 3340 quid. Uh, these are related to driving offences, two of speeding and one of failing to provide information about a driver uh, while he was working for Everton. Uh, he did not put up forward any reasons why he should not be Disqualified. Um, Cashley is currently the assistant manager of England's under 21 team. Yeah, an, an unlikable chap. Um, speaking of unlikable chaps and people that will be heading for court, Anthony, uh, Manchester United's Anthony is facing further allegations of assault made by a woman in an interview with a Brazilian TV channel. A police investigation is already been open following allegations of domestic abuse against his former girlfriend. This is a second woman who's come out. And there is a third woman who has made an accusation against him. One has accused him of attempted rape. One has accused him of domestic violence. And another has accused him of headbutting her, which is obviously also domestic violence. Uh, Yeah, not good. Not good at all. This kid, this kid might be seriously troubled, and perhaps United should start looking into who they're signing and who's at their club. There's been an an awful lot of scandal around Manchester United, which didn't used to happen. Now, a big part of why it didn't used to happen is because Ferguson would just kill stories before they even began, and stuff would get sorted out behind the scenes. So if, if you know retribution and compensation was needed, it would get sorted very quietly. Now, everything that they do plays out. Now, this should play out in the media. This should be highlighted. And shame on Eric Ten Hag, who seems to have a proclivity for players and people who don't know how to, to accept no for the answer. You know, He was a big backer of Mark Overmars, a big backer of Greenwood, and he's a big backer of this fella. He's bought him twice. And he seems to have been troubled for quite a while. This isn't a new thing. The first of these allegations dates back like two, three years. So he, if this was going on at Ajax, chances are Ajax knew. United have known about this for a while and tried to hide behind it, tried to get the story squashed, but it's become too big for them to control now. Uh, Liverpool captain Virgil van Dijk gets an extra one-match ban for his reaction to his red card at Newcastle. He told the referee the decision was a fucking joke because, well, it was. And he will now miss the Wolves game on the 16th of September. But that's fine. That's just extra rest for Virgil. Uh, Michael O'Neill focused on the future as Northern Ireland's Euro dreams are dashed. Northern Ireland were beaten 4 2 by Slovenia. And now it means they are, it's virtually impossible for them to qualify for Euro 2024. I think they'd have to win all five of the remaining games and have everything else break their way, which isn't going to happen. Um, Ghana and Angola have reached the finals of the AFCON upcoming in January. Uh, as, along with Tanzania, they all booked their spots at the finals in the Ivory Coast. Um, obviously, Ghana, led by Chris Hutton these days, with a lot of incredibly talented players, are one of the most exciting African teams around. One of the most exciting teams, full stop, to be fair. Uh, former, wow, well, I didn't even know he was still playing. Um, Stephen Fletcher, formerly of Stoke among and uh, Burnley. Was it Stoke? Yeah, Stoke, Burnley, Sunderland, Marseille. Who else does it list? Anybody else? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh Hibbs, Burnley, Wolves, Sunderland, Marseille, Sheffield, Wednesday, Stoke, and then Dundee. Um he has signed for Wrexham. Wrexham was short of striker. With Paul Mullen out uh, after the punctured lung he suffered on the US Tour in the summer. And uh, Stephen Fletcher has been brought in. And he should do well at that level, in fairness. League 2 level, Stephen Fletcher should get you some goals. So, fair play. Decent signing, I think. Uh, on to the, go- the gossip. <laughs> this is brilliant. Jaden Sancho was a late target for Al Etifak before the Saudi Pro League window closed as they tried to sign him on loan. Nonsense! I uh, let the fact fail to land. Sancho's United wanted a fifty million obligation to buy, and I let fact don't have that type of money. Liverpool reportedly made a one hundred million pound bid for Bernabeu. No, they did not. Former Brighton and Chelsea manager Graham Potter has turned down the chance to replace Laurent Blanc at Lyon. I wouldn't take the Lyon job at the moment either because it appears to be a very messy situation there. There is new ownership. John Texter, but they, they just seem to be going in entirely the wrong direction. Apparently now Paolo Fonseca and Julian Lopetegui are the ones that they'll target. Uh, Saudi Pro League clubs believe their pursuit of Mohamed Salah is only on hold despite al um failure to sign him on deadline day. Former England striker Wayne Rooney is a possible candidate to replace John Eustace at Birmingham. John Eustace has been linked to both the Swansea and Rangers jobs. Is the Rangers job going to come up? I really don't see the Rangers job coming up, not with not with Mick Beal back. Um Swansea only changed manager in the summer because Russell Martin left. How have Swansea started the season? Oh dreadfully. Oh dreadfully, yeah, no wins in five um but it would still be a rather panicked move to replace michael duff so quickly um duff had the year at, at barnsley that kind of sold sold swansea on him decent year did well with cheltenham before that would be a bit would be a bit premature now for swansea to make a move this early uh it's mad that wayne rooney is only still 37 years of age now, I know he I know he was a player manager at Derby for a year, but he basically retired in 2019, which is four years ago. He was 33 years of age. He was almost 34. because His birthday is in October. But still, like that's really early for a player of his quality to be re- re- retiring. Um, he was washed now, in fairness. He'd been washed for a long time, but still... Um, where were we? Chelsea had a twenty three million bid for Norwegian winger Antonio Nusa rejected by Club Bruges, and will face competition for the eighteen year old in the future. He's immensely talented, like potential superstar level talent. Jesse Lingard was set to play for West Ham and they're behind closed doors friendly against Ipswich, okay. West Ham are still trying to make a decision on whether to give him a new con- give him a contract for the year. Uh, Napoli winger Kwietchuk his agent says the 22-year-old is happy to stay at the Serie A club and we never talked about wanting to change club. Okay. Fulham are in talks with Harrison Reed over a new contract. Wolves bid 3 million. That's insulting. If I was Harrison Reed I wouldn't go there because the bid was so low. Uh, Bournemouth rejected the late £20 million pound bid from Tottenham for Lloyd Kelly. I, I don't think that's true at all because what would be the purpose of that signing? He's not going to start over Mickey Vendor and he's not going to start at left back over Destiny Adoji, And they've got Ben Davies, who's not as good as Lloyd Kelly, but he's the same player, left-footed, left-back, who can also play centre-back, best suited to left side of a three. doesn't make any sense at all. So I think that's just nonsense. And that's it. That is our news and gossip for today. It is now 20 minutes to eight. This is normally done before two o'clock. Well, half two, sometimes. Sometimes three o'clock. It's normally done much earlier than this. I am away. I'm going to go and watch the rugby because the Rugby World Cup starts today. And I'm very excited. We have France against New Zealand tonight which should be an absolute belter. Can't think of a better way to start a major tournament. And then there's just games all day tomorrow. It's fantastic. We have Italy, Namibia, Ireland, Romania, Australia, Georgia, and England, Argentina tomorrow. Japan, Chile, South Africa, Scotland, Wales, Fiji there on Sunday. And then the next round will be uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, then we get a break to the Wednesday. So, yeah, lots and lots of rugby. I'm tempted to, tend to start dropping random rugby bits into this uh, as this tournament is on. And I may well do that because it's my podcast and no one can tell me otherwise. If you know how I might get my Twitter account back, though, please do get in touch either uh, by uh, tweeting Guy at Guy or tweeting me at d 82 or on Discord or however you normally would get in contact with me. Um, Yeah, please do. Help. Help. And if you want to send Mickey the Cyclist some, some, you know, tepid abuse, I'm more than happy to see you do that as well. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. Bye-bye. cast network